Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies? Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old school noobs, Luke and Matt. Hello everyone, this is Matt and this is the Hobby Shop Talk Podcast episode 26 and I'm here with Luke again today. Luke, how you doing? Good. Yeah, it's been a while since we recorded again. We always seem to go like a month in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we always I think we say all the time too that we're going to make this a more uh, more consistent recording. On time or <laughs> yeah, consistent thing. And we're going to say it again because it's Sunday and we did say we're going to start this Sunday and every other Sunday we're going to record and then, you know, pick a release date during the week. So that's TBD. I don't want to say like Wednesdays or something until we know for sure, but we do hope that it's going to be more consistent because, you know, I'm down to one job now, you know, besides now, you know, playing video games and stuff. So it's much easier. And I think we both have more time finally, but, uh, you know, what is going to take up more time is football and fantasy football. Oh yeah. So it's draft season yeah, right now, which, uh, great time of year. You got got the whole yes. season to look forward to your team doing awesome, and then of course halfway through the season your team's terrible and you hate fantasy football. But right now it's <laughs> new and exciting. So how many leagues are you in? So I haven't joined any like random free ones like I usually do. I usually like do a couple drafts of those, but I don't know if I'll do that this year. But um, let's count real quick. I'm in one with the brothers. Well, two with the brothers, because one's the whole family, and then the other's just a few of us. And then, like, two work ones, and then two more, two, like, big, expensive ones that, uh, I, you know, I take serious. The other ones I don't pay too much attention, but, you know, I have one that's a $100 buy-in, and then another $125 buy-in, so. And those actually did just stop? did auction draft yesterday for it. And then the week before that, I did the snake draft for that one. So the other one. So you, I mean, without actually telling me, are you telling me that Bree doesn't listen to this because you just actually said <laughs> the monetary values of those leagues? Nah, yeah, she doesn't listen to it anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I am getting to the point where I don't know. Like AJ, he just quit fantasy, like paying for fantasy football, so he just joins free leagues and just so much less stress on Sundays when you're pissed at your team for yeah. sucking and well so the i used to be in way more and now i'm actually this is actually a lot for me i'm in two. Oh yeah because <laughs> i've been in just in my work leagues for the last few years but this year uh, i'm in a uh, work league now again last year i wasn't even in a work league because you know i just had the store so i had joined i think just a um like an espn league but anyways i'm in a work league and then I'm in an ESPN Plus league for a chance to win two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I just signed in and I did that know. last year. So yeah, so I did that the other day, and I didn't. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think I've told you about my lineup, Luke, but um, it's it's pretty good, and it uh, kind of starts and ends with uh, Buffalo Bills player. So if you don't mind, I'll run through my lineup here for my ESPN ESPN Plus league. 
that nobody cares about because there's always jokes about nobody gives a crap about your fantasy football team. But if somebody's listening to this, I mean, you know, it's still their problem if they're still listening. <laughs> so, uh, first, listen to this Luke. QB, Josh Allen. Running back, uh, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne Jr., wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel, Dalton Schultz, the tight end, and then uh, flex, I have Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Justin Tucker, and then the Bills defense. So uh, it it just like worked out perfect. And then, uh, I mean, even my bench is just stacked. Yeah, somebody actually traded me for, um, I had uh, this Dalton Schultz. He's you know the top few tight ends, and then I can't recall now. I think it's the Eagles tight end, but I had another tight end just on my bench. Goder and somebody tra- tra- Dallas Dallas Goder. Yes. Yeah. Or I had, uh, so I had yeah I had him along with so I had Dalton Schultz and then I had him which was on my bench. I was just going to use him as a flex. But somebody traded me Ezekiel Elliott and then, uh, is it TJ Hawkinson from Detroit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I ended up getting a, another starting running back. So I ended up trading my backup tight end for a, another starting running back, which, you know, will be either starting running back or, you know, my flex, along with another starting tight end. So, so they traded, you, you got Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. For TJ Hawkinson, that, pretty much? Nope, I got, uh, for... Uh, Dallas Godard. Oh, Godard. <laughs> How do we pronounce his name? Yeah, I traded him, and I got in return Elliot and Hawkinson for one tight end. Yes. Wow. My backup. That's terrible. That's a terrible trade. Whoever did that. Yeah, and it had to be accepted. It was like a three-day thing, you know. Yeah. And again, it's for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But no, my team is stacked. Uh, is you know I feel it's you know they actually show the projections, and before the trade, I think it was I think I don't know if it's ten or twelve, but I was uh. Uh, to finish in second. Oh yeah, you know they had it like ranked as if today. Yeah, and that was before that trade, so I don't know. I didn't look, but anyways, I was just excited to tell you that I have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills defense. Yeah, I mean the Bills defense should be pretty solid, and obviously Josh Allen's the top quarterback going to start in the season. So, but he just yeah, always yeah. goes too high. I never like, I never draft quarterbacks that high because he was going like the second round or third round. So, yeah, I. I got him, uh, I think, around the fourth because oh, I really? drafted. Dropped uh, a little ba- bit. I was in the back end of the first. I got uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, and Debo Samuel, and then uh, or and then Saquon Barkley was right in there. So is this Etienne a junior. standard or PPR? PPR. All right. Yep. Yeah. No. So I feel I'm. You know, but you always start out that way. It's like the Vikings. You know, we're like, oh, they're going to be so good this year. <laughs> it's the same with my fantasy football. Like, oh, my team is stacked. Yeah. And then I just stopped caring about six games. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in, in one of my main leagues, I can go through my team unless. Uh, yeah, you're up. Um, so in this one, actually, I did draft Patrick Mahomes, but he fell, I think, in the fourth or fifth round. I can't remember. But uh, so I have Patrick Mahomes, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Nick Chubb. My two running backs, Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup are my two wide receivers. Dawson Knox is tight end and then my two flex are Damian Harris and then Antonio Gibson who I've heard Antonio Gibson you know he was like apparently playing on the special team so it just shows you how much the coaches don't care if he gets injured because yeah. he's going you know taking 
special teams reps. So, so I, I drafted his backup, which is probably going to be Brian Robinson. Uh, so he might end up being the starter for that team, which plus Antonio Gibson fell a ton. So I just grabbed him. Uh, but then I got Chris Godwin on my bench, Mark Ingram, Russell Wilson is my backup quarterback. Uh, Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster on my bench. So I got him on my bench that league. So yeah, in that league too, I'm projected to go uh, take second place. Yeah, so it's a good place to start at least. Yeah, and then so I was gonna um ask, and that was my initial question about how many leagues. Cause I'm down to two, and I used to have like five. But what always happened is I never got excited when somebody scored because yeah, in every you league, you know, it's like you were playing against them, was, but they were on your team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. That's why I don't. I probably won't be in so many leagues next year, at least. Or you know, I might. I don't know. I should probably drop one of these higher paying ones. Is one of them a uh, what's it called? Every year, you know, you keeper. It's not a debt. Yes, neither of them are a dynasty, dynasty. But uh, the auction one, we can we could keep keepers. This wasn't the auction one. I did the one I just described was the snake draft. So. Which I thought the team was pretty good. And then now, so here's my auction one, which my keeper was Derrick Henry for 24 bucks, which is a steal and because it's a $200 uh, whatever pot for your salary. Yeah. So in that league, I got Kirk Cousins as my quarterback, which I think he'll be solid this year in that offense. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Elijah Mitchell. So we have three flexes in this and then uh, no defense or no kickers, which is awesome because it always sucks when yeah. you play a kicker that gets you like 21 points against you. And it's like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. Uh, so that's your do so you get to keep how many players? Just this one is just one. We're, we're we were talking what? about going to a dynasty league where you just keep the whole team. But next year we'd have to redraft, you know, everyone to start off that new clean dynasty or whatever which i think would be kind of fun i don't know we'll see still think at some point we'll have to have a uh hobby shop talk podcast so what's funny is uh our awesome uh preparation i'm just gonna throw it in here because i was gonna start off with hobby hobby shop talk podcast episode 26 and it was gonna be the last episode because we're gonna have next episode you know and then um but uh i lost my train of thought what was i gonna say luke (laughs) Oh, you're going to say this is the last episode of the Hobby Shop Talk podcast. <laughs> Mostly yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're just going to change our name. So this is probably yeah, the last. To the old school new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to do that. And I just thought of that as we were uh, talking, <laughs> you know, that we just talked about that in our awesome preparation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. We've said this before, too, but it's going to change the old school new podcast. Yeah. At some point. Uh, I'll have to make a new logo and does... stuff. Just because it does fit the theme more that I, you know, no longer have my in-person store and have really, you know, have my eBay store. But, you know, it's not really the same premise. So it is just two old school noobs, you know, talking about games and their hobbies and things. So anyways. Expensive uh, hobbies. Yes, yes. So now we talked about the the fantasy football and the boring stuff. Let's get to the stuff people want to hear about, which is Magic the Gathering. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's uh, uh, back to school. It's the end of summer, so I haven't had a lot of time to play games. Luke, I know you mentioned you haven't played a lot of games, correct? 
Not really. I did do a, a draft on uh, Dominaria United, so that was about... And that was on Arena, so not that cool, but... Did you, I guess, let's talk about... Did you get anything cool uh, I, in that draft? Yeah, I did, then I'll talk about it later, but I got that King Darius. He's a, a white-green legendary. Gives all creatures plus one, plus one, but... I pulled him. I got uh, Arch, Arch Angle of Wrath, which is a pretty cool card. And then I got the legendary uncommon uh, token queen. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later too. Yep. All right. All right. Well, so Dominator United now is, uh, like you said, you just did a draft uh, on Arena and it's coming up this Friday, I think. It dropped. So we're just going to quickly, I mean, go through a few things. I wanted to start off. There was a cool thing that I had uh, read. They kind of talked about uh, where, you know, uh, this whole storyline fits into uh, the magic lore. And so I figured I'm going to start out with that. And then uh, from there, Luke and I are going to also talk about some uh, some of the cards we're looking forward to, whether we just thought they look cool or they, you know, how they maybe they'll fit in our current decks. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So with that, though, I thought this was really interesting. And this is from ComicsBeat.com. Uh, it's called Dominaria United Kicks Off Magic's Phyrexian War. And this is with huge spoilers, but I just wanted the first part. So it says about how 30 years ago, Magic, uh, you know, launched. And for the first 10 years of the game's life, the vast majority of its stories took place on the world of Dominaria, an archetypal fantasy world of legendary heroes and insidious villains. And no plane in Magic's vast multiverse has more history than Dominaria. And, uh, so it just talks about uh, the Phyrexians, Borg-like species that marries machine and flesh were one of Magic's very first villains. Their goal is completion, the total assimilation of all beings in the multiverse into Phyrexia. And they were once eliminated, and, uh, and after years of scheming and building out the infrastructure of Phyrexia's new home, Elish Norn, Crater, and the new mother of machines is ready to expand Phyrexia's gift to the rest of the multiverse. And it said starting last year, and so this, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to the story, you know, but you would see glimpses of different uh, Brexian praters and things like that in other sets. So it said that you caught glimpses of praters on worlds like Keldheim, New Capita, and Kamigawa performing reconnaissance and executing plans to prepare for invasion. And now with Dominaria United, at long last, the war begins. So... Uh, that was just a really cool, you know, it kind of brings that all together. And, you know, for me, I, I don't pay too much attention to lore. I used to read the books and stuff, but I thought that was kind of cool and makes sense now how you, we've seen some of those different freighters and things in recent sets. Yeah, it's just cool because I know we've talked about it before, you know, you just mentioned that we've read the novels, you know, most of them, but just that whole Urza and Mishra story, you know, that takes place on Dominaria and uh, the Weatherlight saga. There was like three or four books of that that all takes place on Dominaria. So, yeah, a lot of cool, cool backstory and history to it. Yeah, and that's where the one other thing before we look at some of the cards, but this is from uh, mtgrocks.com. Uh, it said Dominaria United introduces new cards and dead planeswalkers. I thought this was interesting. So first one was Liliana of the Veil Returns. Uh, Lilia, the infamous planeswalker was initially printed in MTG's Innistrad set, 
and he says this is the most potent form of Liliana ever printed and is one of the most powerful planeswalker cards the game has ever seen. Uh, but so it uh, so it's two black and one additional to come out. Legendary planeswalker. It's plus one as each player discards a card. Minus two target player sacrifices a creature, and then it's ultimate is uh, minus six separate all permanents target player controls into two piles that player sacrifices all permanents in the pile of their choice that's uh pretty uh pretty uh pretty brutal there yeah her ultimate's pretty good and even just the what is it a plus one and you get to make the person discard a card so yep. yeah if you don't well, each player discards a card oh so she yeah the player does too I was like, yeah, you can yep. get them down, especially if you got duress in your hand. Uh, there's, I mean, black obviously has all those stupid. Oh, I'm gonna look at your hand and make you discard a card. Yeah. <laughs> so this next one, I, you know, I saw this as I was looking at cards for kind of the next bit. You know, looking at some of the cards we're excited about. But it's uh, called the Raven Man. And uh, before I read it, it just says the Raven Man is a character in Liliana's background that has been manipulating her since the beginning. And it said, uh, MTG players have wanted to see this illustrious character get his own card for a long time, and now it's finally here. So uh, it's one black and one additional. It's a human wizard. Uh, it's a 2-1. The beginning of each end step, if a player discarded a card this turn, create a 1-1 one, one black bird creature token with flying, and this creature can't block. Then you could tap a black and three and tap it. Each opponent dis uh, discards a card, activate only as a sorcery. So kind of pairs with Liliana nicely. Yeah, and what what did they say his backstory was? Because I guess I don't really, I don't know his thing, and I I'm not one of those people that I guess wanted to see him in card form. But yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it says the Raven Man is a character from Liliana's background and has been manipulating her since the beginning. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, yeah. It's a, there's a, ch a good chance, I don't know what this is, it's in a different color on, again, I'm on MTG Rocks, there's a good chance that the Raven Man might actually be one of the scariest foes MTG has ever seen. Uh, but yeah, it talks about how they work so well together. And then the other thing I wanted to read, just because uh, you mentioned the Weatherlight, because that's also a card in the set, uh, which I thought was cool, but then they have Wrath, Weatherlight Stalwart. Um, is still doing well in Dominaria United. Uh, let's see. Do you remember, uh, Wrath? Brother, uh, do you remember Wrath? I rec like, it's been so long, but I think I recognize that name. That's like Furnace of Wrath. Remember that card from Tempest? It's like from... Wrath is the plane where, uh, the Flowstone is. Well, so is. this is, uh, this is Wrath, uh, so it's Oh, Wrath. R-A-F-F. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were singing... A, a human wizard. I thought you were saying Wrath, like... <laughs> Nope, nope, he's a human wizard uh, on the Weatherlight. Oh, yeah, uh, all right. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. him either too much, um, but he was in the original Dominaria. I was just gonna say, I'll read just the cards. So he's a one blue and uh, white, so it's two costs. He's one three, legendary creature, human wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control. If you do, draw a card, and then you can tap two white and three additional and you don't have to tap it creatures you control get one one and gain vigilance till the end of turn so if you had 10 mana yeah. you could give them double vigilance just kidding <laughs> all the nerds are gonna laugh <laughs> at that one yeah 
The, uh, like the, the flavor text, though, yeah, it says this, uh, talking about the weather light, this old ship has seen a lot, but she's not done yet. So, yeah, and then there's the weather light. But anyways, yeah, so some cool history um, for this set. But really, it's about, you know, the cards. So how many did you end up with, Luke, that you, you know, did, and tell me, did you, were the cards that you're going to talk about, ones you thought were cool, ones that work in your deck? You know, I just figured, mix? I mean, and you're probably the same, but I figured it's, I can throw these all in uh, uh, commander decks, or else make as a new commander. Because I don't, right. I haven't played standard in a while. And I don't. If I do, it's usually on arena where I don't have to spend actual money. But uh, well, yeah. How about uh, you do your first five? I'll do my first five. You know, instead of going back and forth, it'll make it a little easier. You do five cards and. You know, let us know if it's, you know, something you have a deck for currently, which most of mine, to be honest, are, but, yeah, or it's just something you're, uh, yeah, thinking of a new deck or gave you an idea for a new deck or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the first one is that King Darien, the 68th, I think. Oh, by the way, did we say that Matt uh, screwed up the recording again? And so we already talked about all this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did, and uh, and then randomly had a bunch of other very random talk. Yeah, and then but, the uh, uh, Tyler and AJ made a guest appearance, and then none of that got yeah. recorded on Matt's end. So I think, I mean, so this won't make any sense, but we uh, Tyler talked about the Gophers. I think picked them to go like eleven and one. <laughs> Can't remember which the, bowl. The Gopher football they, team. They're talking about the college team. Yeah, he watched in Minnesota. And he only could find one loss on their football schedule, but they did win 38 to zero since we recorded last time. I think, yeah, 38 to zero, something like that. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. So because we you were trying to figure out the number last time of uh, this card. So it's XLV uh, one one one. So or is that an I I I I? But we came to the conclusion that's 68, and then we made some jokes about adding. An extra one, and why didn't they? But anyways, yeah. So King Daring the sixty eighth. Other creatures you control get plus one plus one. Uh, he's a two three for a green, white, and a colorless. And then if you pay five, and that's three colorless, a forest, and a plains, you can put a plus one counter on King Darian and create a one one white soldier creature token. And if you sacrifice him, creature tokens you control gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Which he'd be perfect, like, so a while ago I had, like, a life gain slash plus one counter slash token deck. But it's like, I think if I narrow it down to just two of those, like a token and plus one counters or something, it'd be a little more, uh, synergistic. Is that a real word? But, uh, so I might <laughs> make, now. <laughs> I might make him a new commander just because I got a lot of the, the cards already. Although I already have a token deck with that, uh, what is it? The Naya deck from uh, the Cabaretti one from Streets of New Capena. So we'll see if I end up. I might just throw him in that deck for now. But then the next card is Matt won't be surprised at this. It's a Bant color. So green, white, and blue. And it's a lifelink 3 3. Uh, it's Shanna, Shanna Purifying Blade. And she's a legendary creature, human warrior with lifelink. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay X. If you do, draw X cards. X can't be greater than the amount of life you've gained this turn. So, you know, I've still that in with like uh, Helioid and Ajani and 
uh, a bunch of life gain stuff, which would be a pretty annoying deck, I'm sure. And then yeah. uh, the next card yeah, is it sounds like one of your one of your staples. The next card is this is one of the big. This was a big uh, spoiler slash uh, yeah, like the big spoiler because Johnny got completed by the Phyrexians in the in the storyline. So this card is a Johnny sleeper agent, and it's a colorless, a forest, uh, Phyrexian mana, which you can either pay two life or a green or white, and then a white. So kind of confusing to people that probably don't play magic much. But uh, anyways, he's a legendary planeswalker, and his plus one is reveal a top card in the library. If it's a creature or planeswalker card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it on the bottom of your library. Which that gets really good towards, you know, middle to late round of the game. Because then you can just throw the lands or, you know, stuff you don't need on the bottom of your library. Yep. His negative three is distribute three plus one counters on, among up to three target creatures. They gain vigilance until end of turn. And then the negative six is you get an emblem with whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. So... Jeez. Yeah, and I never, I don't know, I never like poison counters, but I don't know. I probably, I'm probably not going to play this, I guess. So I'm going to remove this from my list, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some, that one has some really cool art. And if I re recall, isn't there a Phyrexian text? Yeah. We pulled one of those uh, previously on a podcast, I believe, or something, didn't we? That was like our very uh, first one. I think we pulled the yeah. Horonclex, uh Phyrexian uh, type or whatever. But yeah, I, I took that off my list just because I was going to make sure I assumed you obviously would have mentioned it. But one thing, and I should mention, I guess, I don't know if, Luke, you're looking at this. I had sent you this site, but uh, mythicspoiler.com yep. is where I got all my. Yeah, I got that uh, yeah, up the, right now. So I was, I'm looking at uh, yeah. MTG Goldfish right now because I, well, earlier I posted through our Instagram account, my top, like, think 10. So. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, and so I just got these yeah, from here are, and put them into Goldfish to check uh, them out. Uh, Mythic spoiler, it's cool when you kind of scroll down, you have all the basic cards, you know, then you get the full art, and then you have the, uh, what's the other one? The other borderless. Style, I can't think. There's borderless. Showcase. There's, oh, showcase, that's the one I could. But anyways, it was cool looking, and that, the Ajani is the one that had multiple just awesome arts, art styles. Uh so, yeah, anyways, those are always uh, cool. I haven't pulled any of those, I don't think, but yeah. So, anyways, next. I don't know if I get that. If I made, if I put him in a deck, he'd probably be a. I don't even know. Can you do commanders? Can you do planeswalkers as commanders? Because I know some say you they can they, be your you have, your it commander. Says it, on the it says it on the bottom. So it has to say on the bottom. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Oh, uh, and you had your Garak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm a noob when it comes to that too. I always forget the whole. Because I don't create them often enough, and then I'll be like, oh, that's a really cool card. I did that with this uh, Golgari deck, this black and green deck. Uh, one of the cards I wanted to put as the commander and then realized, or I can't recall, probably uh, Brent or Dylan or Devin pointed out, yeah, that's not legendary. I always forget that. Like, I'm, I mean, it's a know, legendary, it's... but it's just not a creature, So, which, you know, that's supposed to be what you're... Yeah, commander yeah. is but either way, i'm just saying when i create commander decks those two things you know i, I don't know i'm just i bet they had a laugh so at that reason. old man yeah <laughs> but it goes with the old school noob thing it though, does because you know, we're, we're getting older like forgetting stuff you know and like 
you got too much going on to pay attention to those little details that says legendary creature or, you know, this planeswalker can be a commander. Yeah. Anyways, so, I digress. So the next one is Guardian of New, New Benelia, which this would just be good. I have that human uh, multi, or what do they call all five colors? They call it rainbow deck. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. Is there a name for it? If it's all five so colors. We're going to talk about the Painbow deck. That's all I know. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Painbow. <laughs> but anyways, this is uh, for two mana, a colorless. So it's a colorless and a planes. Uh, creature, human soldier. And it has enlist, which I think is a new mechanic, right? So enlist is, as this creature attacks, you may tap a non-attacking creature you control without summoning sickness when you do add its power to this creature's power until end of turn which I that's kind of cool yeah I don't, but it's like if it if you can't do something that has summoning sickness then it's like you would attack with that other one anyway but i suppose it makes it harder to block so yeah and then so also that uh you can you know, if you don't want that other creature to die for whatever reason, don't want to attack with it, at least you can, you know, get some use out of it, correct? True, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and then its other abilities are, whenever Guardian of New Benelian enlists a creature, you can scry two, which of course is huge for white, because, uh, you know, if, you, if you're wiped out in your hand in a white deck, usually if you're, you know, if you're not going to kill them soon, it's kind of downhill from there. But uh, then its other ability is discard a card. Guardian of New New Benelia gains indestructible until end of turn, and then you tap it. So it's a good little. I think that'll be probably uh, in the standard white decks. Um, you know, in the new rotation here is in the aggro white decks. All right, and then the last yep. one would be a sweet, like dragon commander or dragon tribal commander deck. So it's Rith Liberated Primeval. So it's two colorless, a mountain, a forest, and a plains. Just always assume there's a plains on all my favorite cards, right? I was I was gonna say though, this is perfect because we never cross over because I never use white or blue. <laughs> and well, you know, I'm... I skipped right down on Mythic Spoiler. I just scroll right through the white and blue cards. I know and white's always <laughs> first, so I'm like, oh perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh this, yeah. I'm more of a white and green now lately. When I started, you know, when we used to play way back in the day, it was always white and blue, but... Alright, anyway, so, this is Flying, Ward 2, uh, and then other dragons you control have Ward 2. At the beginning of your end step, if a creature or planeswalker an opponent controlled was dealt excess damage this turn, create a 4-4 red dragon creature token with Flying. So obviously you, that'd be pretty powerful with, like, uh, what is it, Anointed Procession and Parallel Lives, all those token doublers. And then even that new legendary, I didn't say her yet, but uh So she'd be my sixth one. What is her name? Let me go. It's I I was gonna cheat anyways and do six just so you know. I was gonna do my black and green, which is a total of six. Oh, alright. So I'll allow it. Perfect. So then this So it's Queen Ellen Elenel of Rauduk. It's a she's a forest and two planes. Legendary creature Elf Noble, and her power and toughness is equal to the number of creatures you control. And if one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, uh, those tokens plus a 1 1 white soldier creature token uh, are created instead. So you just get an extra 1 1 soldier cre creature. But then she, you know, she obviously gets pretty big because of 
you know, especially if it's in a token deck. So, yes, those are my have you, six. Have you ever had a dragon deck? No, I haven't. I don't know if I have many dragons. Usually, if I get a dragon, I trade them or just sell them. You know, you just you mentioned there that card though. I can't now. I can't recall. Uh, you mentioned it does something with it, dragons, correct? Yes, it's all dragons. So, it yeah. So I was thinking you're gonna probably have more dragons, and I was like, wow, I don't know if Luke's ever had a dragon deck. No, I haven't. I don't think, and you know, I just think it's just a cool creature. Uh, because usually white doesn't have any any dragons, so. Any yeah, good dragons. Uh, There's like Alabaster Dragon. But yeah, they always have like <laughs> these like stupid stipulations where it's like doesn't even worth putting in a deck, but Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, now let's get to the good stuff. I'm gonna start out with black. Uh <laughs> so these I have my deck. I had to pull it out because again, it's been like a, a few weeks, but it was my uh Karth the Lion deck, um, with bringing out all my Guroks. Uh, which I still have in this deck, but I've now turned it into, I still wanted to use my Garaks because I have all of them and I like them. But uh, it now has uh, some sacrifice things to it. I have Savra, Queen of the Golgari, so it's a green, a black, and two additional is my commander. And I'm just going to go through them to make more sense for these next few cards. Uh, so it's a legendary creature, Elf Shaman. Whenever you sacrifice a black creature, you may pay two life. If you do, each other player sacrifices a creature. And whenever you sacrifice a green creature, you may gain two life. So, in all, my thoughts were that I was going to be getting a lot of, you know, my Guroks. I'm always creating all these beasts and things, and then I was going to sacrifice them, which uh, I need to get a, is it a Phyrexian Altar? Where you can tap, uh, and you can sacrifice. I need more sacrifice in this deck, but, so the theory is I'm going to have these tokens and sacrifice these beasts and wolves through my Guroks and do all this stuff. I like taking stuff out of the graveyard. It kind of mixes two things I like uh, into this one deck. So um, first is Activated Sleeper. So it's one black and two additional. And this, all these have awesome art, by the way. Pretty much all these have uh, full art. I think I pretty much went through the full art and looked at those. And, you know, they were the ones I liked anyways. But uh, Activated Sleeper. So it's one black, two additional. It's a Phyrexian Shapeshifter. Uh, Flash, you may have activated Sleeper, enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature card in a graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, except for it's a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. So I'm doing lots of sacrificing or making people sacrifice, and so this is cool because this uh, can come in as a, a copy of a card that was put into a graveyard this turn. Um, so that one's pretty sweet. Uh, next is, uh, did you say this one? Uh, no, you didn't say Moira Urborg Hunt, correct? No, you wouldn't have said a. You said something very similar for a minute. <laughs> no, that's my grandma, Moira. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one uh, Moira Urbor Hunt. So it's one black, two, uh, two others. Uh, it's a legendary creature, spirit wizard. It's a menace. It's a 3-2. Whenever Moira Urborg Hunt deals combat damage to a player, Return to the battlefield, target creature card in your graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn. So this one is my graveyard. The last one was uh, a graveyard, but either way, I'm uh, totally fine sacrificing stuff and putting into the graveyard. You know, I have different things to bring stuff back, animate dead, you know, things like that. So um, that was uh, another one, and this has Menace. And yeah, so anyways, that was another cool one that could go in this 
deck that I just uh, mentioned. I don't know. I will say Next. real quick that Moira isn't that uh, menacing of a name, but anyways. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moira, what is is she in uh, Shit's Creek? Is that Moira? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's where I knew it from. All right. Yeah, that show was that's a great show. I laughed a lot. Anyways, uh, next one is one of my favorite. Uh, so this is Evolve Sleeper. So it's just one black. Uh, it's a human, a 1-1. One, one, and all of these you don't have to tap. It's next three abilities. Not that it matters. But, uh, so tap one black. Evolve Sleeper becomes a human cleric with base power and toughness 2-2. Two, two. So it starts out as a, a human. So then it turns into human cleric. And then if, uh, it's next is tap one black and one additional. If Evolve Sleeper is a cleric, put a death touch counter on it, and it becomes a Phyrexian human cleric with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. So then it becomes a 3-3 three, three with a uh, death touch counter on it. And then also the last one is tap two black and one additional. If Evolve Sleeper is a Phyrexian, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it, then you draw a card and lose a life. So you, again, you can do that multiple times. So yeah, this is pretty cool. I like the you know these Phyrexians just altering things and uh, anyways. So that's uh, so for seven mana, you had it all right away. You could have a four four death touch Phyrexian cleric and draw a card. Draw a card and lose a life. Hmm. And then you can you know keep doing these things you know as well so oh i suppose you can uh, keep doing the the three at the end right yeah yeah so I, yeah because these are the other so two many... you couldn't oh wait you could bring it back to the one just pay one and have it become a human cleric again yeah you can just mess with it all you want really i guess you know if you got the man <laughs> <laughs> anyways you're gonna say that's what she said oh, i should have i didn't think of it but good job oh okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just thought you were like going to be more, you know, grown up, and then I went ahead and wrecked it. Damn it! Uh, so that was Evolve Sleeper, and the next two go together. That's why uh, I wanted to go, and it goes into my green. So this is Defiler of Flesh. So it's two black and two additional. Uh, Brexian Horror. It's a four-four menace. As additional cost to cast black permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost one black less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of black mana you pay. And then whenever you cast a black permanent spell, target creature you control gets a 1-1, one, one, uh, gets 1-1 one, one and gains menace until end of turn. Yeah, that's a pretty so, sweet. There is, I will say there is a, or just a note that there's, all five colors have a defiler of something. Yeah, so I was going to uh, the next, because it fits with this as well, is uh, Defiler of Vigor. So again, this is uh, the Golgari black and deck, green deck for me. So both these, I was like, oh, these are kind of cool. Because uh, Defiler of Vigor is two green and three, a Phyrexian Worm, it's a 6-6. Six, six. And again, you could do that same thing, whereas an additional cost to cast a green permanent spell, you may pay two life. Those spells cost one green less to cast if you paid life this way, and it only reduces... Uh, Green mana, you pay, and then when you cast a green permanent, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Oh, this time it's a green 1-1 counter, so that's different than the last, but... So, yeah, the Defiler cards... Um, Might as well just both, go through the, the white one and the blue and red. So the, yeah. the white one is Defiler of Faith, which is three colorless and two planes. 
has vigilance as and then as an additional cost to cast white permanent spells you may pay two life those uh those spells cost one planes less to cast if you paid life this way this effect reduces only amount of white mana to pay and then whenever you cast a white permanent spell create a one one white soldier creature token it's another token generator for the white the decks and then the other one is what defy lure of dreams that's the blue one so that has the same pay two life blue and then it's whenever you cast a blue permanent spell draw a card it has flying it's a four three and then it's a three colorless and two uh two blue Hmm. yeah so those are all i like how they each you know obviously you know go towards you know uh, you know one one creatures for the white and yeah that's uh those are cool so and then the last Uh, one might as well do the red that's (laughs) defiler of instinct which is two colorless and two red first strike then of course it has that same pay two life blah blah and whenever you cast a red permanent spell defiler of instincts deals one damage to any target and that's a phyrexian kavu kavu yeah the good old kavu so there's kavu but this is uh just uh i have a couple more to go but i'm just going to mention i also do like the, the finally the kobold kobolds feel like a thing so are they back or just, are you thinking up. of kavus Nope. I'll get to those in my uh, next ones, but I'm going to finish my last two, uh, or sorry, my last green one here uh, before I'll hand it back to you. So this is Kyrian Beast Collar to go with the the beast uh, in this. It's sweet art. It's one green and one additional. It's a 2-2 Dryad Warrior. And whenever you cast a creature spell, put a 1-1 counter on Kyrian Beast Collar. And when Kyrian Beast Collar dies, distribute X 1-1 counters among any number of target creatures you control, where X is the number of 1-1 counters on Kyrian uh, Beast Collar. So, thought that also would work uh, well in the, the deck and just fits in the theme of everything with my beast in Garak. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hand it back to, to you. I'm guessing uh, we're going to be seeing some more white and blue and green. <laughs> well, uh, another one that I had was uh, Jota the Unifier, which is all five colors um is his casting costs and then uh he's a legendary creature human wizard legendary creatures you control get plus x plus x where x is the number of legendary creatures you control which i just made a legendary human like deck the all five colors one so this maybe i'll switch him out for the sisse as commander but also as other thing is whenever you cast a legendary spell from your hand exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a legendary non-land card with the lesser mana value you may cast that card without paying the its mana cost put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order so that'd be a nice, fun nice. fun five and, color deck well and so i you know i don't know enough about the i didn't dive too far into it but again coming up we're going to talk about the commander decks and the uh, mentioned earlier pain bow deck is a five color deck uh, so we'll be talking about that. So wondering how that fits in or if it's even in it, I guess, you know, in the, the deck. But uh, next. Uh, so yeah, I think you said earlier they made the weather light again. So uh, another spoiler yep. is the weather light got completed by the Phyrexians, which I don't even know how I should actually read that whole uh, story they have. But uh, it's a legendary artifact vehicle. Um, 
It's two mana. And then it has flying as long as Weatherlight completed as four or more Phyrexis counters on it. It's a Phyrexian creature in addition to its other types. And then when it, whenever a creature you control dies, put a Phyrexis counter on it. On Weatherlight completed, then draw a card if it has seven or more Phyrexis uh, counters on it. If it doesn't, scry one. So and that's a 5-5. Five, five. I was going to tell you to say P counters, but then that would just sound, <laughs> then I realized how that would sound. PP counters. <laughs> I, I do want to read the story now. I mean, it's after reading that at the very beginning of this, when I read that blurb, that was right away. I was like, man, I kind of want to read, you know, some of this, these recent, you know, stories of the recent uh, sets we've been playing. Now that we've been back into it more again, I would love to read the, this last how many years of story. Well, and they don't have, like, actual novels anymore. It's just, I think, like, blogs or whatever. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Or I was going to Amazon it and see if there's... I mean, I don't think there's... I think they just, on the uh, Wizards, you know, magic site, they just have, like, story story time with people. I don't know who writes them, but... uh, Yeah, Hmm. I'm curious. I'll have to go read one. Man, I wish... I mean, it just seems like... Unless the plan is... Uh, again, something we're going to talk about more is they keep coming out with more Boom Studios ah, you know, yeah. comics, you know, are they going to end up moving the, because I mean, I would, to be honest, I mean, books, ah, I'd rather have a book, I guess. And then, and, but uh, it would be awesome to have all this story through comic as well. Yeah. So but, then my last anyways, one I'm going to say is uh, Zur. Remember Zur the Enchanter? He's a pretty, he was a pretty common uh commander way back when i think he actually got banned for a little bit if i remember correctly but so when i first started playing magic again i played mad mtg online which is different from magic arena you know but the first commander deck i played when i learned out or found out what commander was i made a zero deck but he has there's a new creature card of zero called zero eternal schemer and so he's a uh, white blue and black so three mana, and then he's a one-four flyer. Enchantment creatures you control have death touch, lifelink, and hexproof. And if you pay a colorless and a planes target non-aura enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and t- base toughness equal to its mana value. So that'd be a fun uh, commander to make too. Yeah. And the uh the rest of mine are, let's see, I just want to check. I've got a couple red and then red and black. So I had a, when you were saying, I had to go back because it's been a, a bit, I couldn't remember which commander. I'm still using Prosper, Tomebound, um, but this has lots of dragons in it. So we're talking about dragons, so I have some of those. So these, these uh, cards coming up, I was thinking about for... Uh, for that deck and then like you mentioned maybe another deck in the future so first is uh the reaver cleaver which is one red and two um it's a legendary artifact equipment a quick creature gets one one and has trample and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker create that many treasure tokens and then it's equipped three so i like my treasure tokens and prosper does too so uh, with my dragons, giving them 1-1 one, one and trample, when a lot of times they get through anyways, and then creating that many treasure tokens would be amazing for this deck. So uh, 
That's the first one. Um, next is Runvelt Hordemaster. So a goblin. Got to find the goblins. Oh, yeah. There was, yep, there was a couple of them. Uh, this is one I had found that uh, would definitely be one I'll use. Other goblin, so it's uh, one red and one additional goblin warrior. It's a 1-1. One, one. Um, other goblins you control get 1-1, one, one, and whenever Runvelt Hordemaster or another goblin control dies, exile the top card of your library. If it's a goblin creature card, you may cast that card until the end of your next turn. So that's a pretty sweet ability for uh, for my goblin deck. And got to have a goblin. And there's also, I realized I don't have a squee, but. Uh, he gets uh, an honorable mention regardless, because. Yeah, uh, as I'm reading my last couple, Luke, you should pull up squee, because I realized, I think I did have him up uh, when, uh, through no fault of my own, we didn't get the last recording, but I don't have him up now. So uh, next is uh, Bladewing, Deathless Tyrant. Luke, Bladewing is. Uh, is that from, you know, yesteryear <laughs> or, you know, in the, the stories? I remember a big dragon, you know, that the, um, was that Bladewing? I'm checking right now. It looks like uh, it's from, yeah, past magic sets because it's in an old commander set. Because there's Bladewing the Risen, I believe I yeah. have, uh... And that gives dragons one one. I have that in this uh, deck. Um, anyway, so this is, I was just curious where it fit in the story because it just was very familiar. Bladewing, Deathless Tyrant, one red, one black, five additional. It's a legendary creature, Dragon Skeleton. It's a 6-6 six, six flying haste. Whenever Bladewing, Deathless Tyrant deals combat damage to a player or planeswalker for each creature card in your graveyard, Create a 2-2 black zombie knight creature token with menace. So this is a uh, the deck that I'm talking about. My Prosper is a black and red deck with dragons. So uh yeah, that's that's definitely one I would uh use in that deck. And then lastly, you know, I, I just like these type of creatures and they work with uh dragons, which I do like. And so this is uh uh, Roga, Care Keep Overlord. It's one red, one black, and three additional. It's a legendary creature, a Cobalt Warrior. So we were just talking about this, Luke. So other Cobalts you control get plus two, plus two. Whenever you cast a Cobalt spell, you may pay two, uh, just two colors. If you do, create a four, four red dragon creature token, a token with flying. Whenever you cast a dragon spell, create a zero one red cobalt creature token named Cobalt of Kerr Keep. So yeah, that's a pretty uh fun card just right there and fits in with dragons, so cobalts and dragons. I'm trying to see if there's any other cobalts even, or do you just rely on him making the cobalts? <laughs> no, there's a couple in this uh setting there, and, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. But uh Yes, and what is the? I have it. One second. Do you recall Luke Rograka, son of Roga? One of my favorite cards that I never know how to use it. Once I read, so it's Rog. I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's R O G R A K H. Rog Rograk. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> son of Raga. So this is Raga. 
So this is the one where it's zero cost to get out. Oh, yeah. And it's a legendary creature, Cobalt Warrior. I mean, this is one, you know, it's been used a lot for other things. And uh, First Strike Menace Trample, it's a zero one and it has partner. So you can partner it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a Cobalt Warrior. Other Cobalts get plus two, plus two. And there's other ones in this deck. So it's one I'm definitely thinking about along with my dragons. So uh, that, if any of them would be a new deck I would maybe create beyond the uh, commander deck. So, do you finish your list? Yeah, pretty much. Alright. There's obviously so that, a bunch of them, but... Yeah, I know, there's, there's more I could have, <laughs> could have picked. Uh, did you pull up Squee at all? I don't know yeah. if we should read Squee. He uh, well, and then I lost him, but I'm just on MTG Goldfish scrolling through. Squee, dubious monarch. He's a color, two colorless and a mountain legendary creature, goblin noble. And he has haste. Whenever Squee, dubious monarch attacks, create a 1 1 red goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. And you may cast Squee, dubious monarch from your graveyard by paying. Three colorless and a red, and exiling four other cards from your graveyard rather than paying its mana cost. So, I don't know, kind of not very... I don't know, the thing with Squeeze, you can just keep casting them. That's kind of his yeah. his uh, ability through the magic years. And I'll just, to be honest, I'll just use them because I like all the cool goblins, so yeah. I will put Squeeze The haste is pretty well. good, and it'd be cool, better if it was like two mana. Although it might be a little powerful, but... Like three mana for a goblin for a two two, but you do get the one yeah. attacking. So, and the more goblins, the merrier. Yeah, you know. So, uh, the next was we just mentioned the commander decks. Uh, we've already said Painbow like five times, but uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start with uh, this is from draftsim.com and i thought this was a cool uh kind of brought a couple things together it says dominaria united commander decks are they worth it um so it, it goes way more into it i'm not gonna anyways it was again draftsim.com so to read the whole thing but uh it's, uh it talks about what are the commander decks and then the first one is legends legacy um luke do you have uh the the sets up Yes, I will say right now, MTG Goldfish has <laughs> this deck priced out at $175. So if you do ever see them, I'm guessing they're going to be, what, 50 or 60 bucks? Yeah. Probably worth it to pick them up. Yeah, and so that's what this had, too. They had the prices, and the other, one of them was, like, yeah, around the 170 and the other was over 200 I think. Um, this uh, commander, though... Uh, has a lot of a lot of a lot of text. <laughs> so it's uh Dihada Binder of Wills. It's a black, a white, and a red and one additional. Does that have a name, Luke? I'm not good with like what the different colors like black That's green, Mardu. Skogari. Mardu? Yeah. Okay. Uh so it's a legendary planeswalker. And so Luke at the bottom it has Dihada Binder of Wills can be your commander. Yeah. And uh so plus that's plus two up to one target legendary creature gains vigilance, lifelink, and indestructible into your next turn. Minus three, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put any number of legendary cards from among them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard. Create a treasure token for each card put into your graveyard this way. And then 
ultimate minus 11. Gain control uh, of all non-land permanents until end of turn. Untap them, they gain haste until end of turn. <laughs> all non-land. And Jeez. her starting loyalty uh, is 5. Yeah, and then it's yeah, it gets plus 2, so you can get to that fairly quickly. The my, yeah, the um, ultimate. Yeah. But uh, so I just wanted to read uh, again. This is from draftsim.com. Uh, hey, Alex got to write it there. Is a Mardu deck uh, led by Dihada Binder of Wills. Um, and then uh, Luke, do you have it there? Shanid Sleeper Scourge is a great alternative commander. Uh, no, I'm just on MTG Goldfish, so I'm not on the same one as you. Yeah, usually in all these, they uh, put in like that alternate uh, or like the alternate. Uh, commander, but yeah, it's uh, Shanid Sleeper's Scourge. You're saying you want me to read it? Yeah, I so on the so on my site, uh, the it just shows the back of the card. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so uh, it's this is uh, one colorless, a red, white, and a black, and it has it's a legendary creature, human knight, and it has menace. Other legendary creatures you control have menace. Whenever you play a legendary land or cast a legendary spell, you draw a card and you lose one life. Man, maybe that could be my new uh, legendary commander. <laughs> Just keep... yeah, that's no, that's only three colors, so probably not. But it's a so, sweet card, especially that card draw. Yeah, and so this it says this deck focuses heavily on legendary permanence. Um, with game plan straightforward, make an army of legendary creatures and use anthem effects like Day of Destiny which is a, a white, three additional legendary creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Um, and Hero's Podium to make them unstoppable. Hero's Podium is five. Each legend... Oh, my screen went crazy. All right. Uh, leg, uh, Hero's Podium. So it's five. It's a legendary artifact. Each legendary creature you control gets one, one for each other legendary creature you control. And then it's X... Uh, and tap it, look at the top X cards of your library. You may reveal a legendary creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Um, it's a combat-centric focused deck on attack triggers, ways to grow your creatures in combat. Um, anyway, so that's from Draft Sim, so I thought they had a good little blurb just about what it's about. Luke, your thoughts on, uh, on what is it called again? Legends Legacy. Like I said, yeah, they have it quoted out at $175, so, but there's some pretty awesome cards, and I was I was just looking through them, and I didn't realize this card existed, but it's uh, Ger Gerard's Hourglass Pendant. It's a legendary artifact for one mana, and it has flash, and its first thing, you know, its first text is, if a player would begin an extra turn, that player skips that turn instead. So that would be, oh. I gotta get that card, because... There's nothing worse yeah. than someone taking, you know, an extra turn with that. Uh, what is that? All runs yeah. epiphany. I've bitched about that card before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it has Reaver Cleaver in it. It has um, Shizo Death Storehouse, which is a legendary land. And you can either add a swamp or else tap a swamp and t uh, tap the land or pay a swamp and tap that land. Target legendary creature gains fear until end of turn. So it can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and or black creatures. But that's a $18 card. So yeah, wow. it looks pretty sweet. So 
Well, then next coming up, we've talked, uh, just at least said the name, just because <laughs> Painbow. And this is a five-color deck uh, led by Jared Calthalian. I'm going to start a oh, metal sorry. band, and I'm going to name it Painbow. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah, awesome. Painbow. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Jared Calthalian. It's one of every color. Uh, legendary Planeswalker. Um, it's plus one is create a three, three Kavu creature token with trample. That's all colors, uh, minus three, choose up to two target creatures for each of them, put a number of one, one counters on it, equal to the number of colors it is. And then minus six return target multicolored cards from your graveyard, to your hand. If that card was all colors, draw a card and create two treasure tokens. Again, I'm, uh, from draftsim.com. I just, I liked how they, uh. You know, just kind of worded these just to give a quick little synopsis, um, saying it's an entirely different beast. It's a multicolored card, specifically five-color spells is kind of what it's focused on. It, uh, led by Jared Cathalian, as we said, with Jensen Cathalian, Druid Exile is a great substitute commander. Uh, Let's see what Luke, that one is. Uh, yeah, as I say, again, ask is uh, on mine for whatever reason. It... Uh, it works with the first card, but the second shows the back of the card. This one is just uh, one forest and one plains. And it's a legendary creature, human druid. Whenever you cast a multicolored spell, scry one. If that spell was all colors, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. And you can pay five colorless to add one of each of the five colors. And it's a 2-2. Two -two. Nice. So that's pretty All sweet. Right. And uh yeah, and then so the kind of the uh says either way, you want to get all five colors as soon as possible and overwhelm your opponents with splashy multicolor finishers. Uh less on aggression this deck focuses focuses less on aggression and more on ramp, mana fixing, and late game threats, all while casting a few devastating sweepers to hinder your opponents. Some of those uh, so, late game devastators are like two headed Hellkite, which is one colorless and then all five colors. It's a flying menace haste dragon. And whenever it attacks, you can draw two cards. It's a five five. So yeah, there's some beefy dragons and angels and. Yeah. Primeval spawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. That card's, yeah. Five. One of each color and five additional. It's a 10 10. Uh, I'm not going to go through the rest, but yeah, so five colors. That's so, um, you know, after hearing those, Luke, you know, I'm curious. I, I kind of think I know already, um, especially after you found a couple other cards as we were talking, but which of those two decks, which will you buy for play-wise? Well, I probably will afford them, but because <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing they won't be the normal, like, 45 or 50 bucks, right? I don't know. Maybe they are, but there just seems like a lot. I don't know. I like the pain. Yeah, you one. go right now, Luke. Pre, uh, go on Amazon. On, uh, I'm looking at uh, Painbow. You can pre-order. It'll deliver Tuesday the 13th for $41.98. There you go, everyone. Go invest in Magic the Gathering cardboard cards. <laughs> so, yeah, you can. I think you'll still get it. You know, just knowing. You know, it was the same thing when I had the store. You know, the decks. It'll be uh, probably around. Uh, 45 to 50 and the reason they added a little bit more is because you get those two additional uh packs or sorry um 
you get the pack with it uh, that has how many cards are in those little boosters? Fourteen or something. Uh, no, you get a you get a collector booster oh, sample like a pack where you box get like top two or, or whatever. Cards. Yeah, there's like two or three in there, and you can pull good cards. It's still collectors, a mini collectors pack that you get with the commander deck too. So along with that, you know, the price of all those cards, you have the chance of pulling, a, you know, an awesome card in that pack. So it'll be yeah, around that forty-five to fifty-dollar price range still. You know, depending on where you get it. Nice. Well, yeah. No, with I that, think I think the painball one would be uh, fun to play just because it's all the colors. Well, I see. I thought you were going to say the opposite, just because uh, you know you found a few cards in that uh, that previous deck, and it seemed more more your style. Yeah, maybe just for that yeah. Gerard's hourglass pendant. Maybe I'll get that one. <laughs> <laughs> so. This uh, I actually was thinking the same thing because I don't think I've done a five color deck. If I have, it's been a long time, you know, probably back to like slivers or something <laughs> way back when. Yeah. Because I did have a sliver deck and like a sliver queen or one of them. Uh, anyways, I think I would also go with the painbow. But after we read that other one too, I'm like, I you know, I could see getting both these because uh, there's some cool cards. Yeah, it'd be fun to play them against each other because they have, you know, they're it's got a lot of big bombs in them, so. So I'm curious though, because I'm pretty sure I said I would have chosen Painbow when we recorded last time, when through no fault of my own the recording, <laughs> you know, got lost. I'm pretty sure you said you'd have picked Legends Legacy. Maybe I've What's changed. changed. Maybe I've matured. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, yeah, they're both cool, and uh, I think I I'm gonna probably you know when I can when I can invest in both of them just because when there's two of them, might as well. You know, sometimes there's like five, and it's like, oh, I'd love to have them all. But well, and if you say invest, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, so last thing, uh, magic wise, uh, I guess before maybe talking about a magic comic, because I just wanted to bring up the next couple sets. And so I'm on dicebreaker.com. I just pulled up. Uh, you know, we have Brothers War coming up. Oh, before. Luke, you just mentioned Gerard. Uh, did we talk about this? I think we talked about before recording. You had said you wished there was a Gerard card. I was going to bring this up. And then you mentioned there was a Gerard's something. Oh, like he came out in one of the commander sets a while ago. He was a white and red legendary. Um, and he was also in the Apocalypse set way, way back when. Um, but he's like, uh, yeah, anyways. There's a couple cards of them. But there was a card, though, in this set, though, that you read that you thought was cool that was Gerard something. Yeah, Hours Pendant. So or Hourglass. So is that referring to... That's obviously referring to Gerard, who you mentioned. Yeah. You wish there was a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just thought of that because uh, I'm talking about Brothers War because these, you know, these are all kind of going back to the good old days, at least for us in the story, because... Uh, the next set, uh, Q4 2022, I'm guessing this has probably been updated. Uh, it says around November. This is the final standard magic set of 2022, uh, and it has us revisiting a pivotal moment in Dominaria's history, the Great War between Urza and Mishra. It's a battle that's mentioned in many places in the game's lore, but this will be the first time we'll get a proper look at the war since antiquities in a few books that cover the event. I'm pretty excited about that one. Did it, you know, I think this one, we, we mentioned that right away, like a, how long ago both of us were excited for this Dominaria set and then the Brothers War, so I, I still am in the same boat. 
Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one looks sweet. Did it say there's going to do some they're going to do some books again? Or what did it say about that? Oh, no, it just said it's a the whole battle. This story is mentioned in some books. Yeah, so those, those are the ones, ones that yeah, that, that I've read. They're really good books, by the yeah. way, if you haven't read them. Uh, this says other magic releases outside of the standard. Let's see. Um, Secret Layers, a Street Fighter in Fortnite. I don't know when those are, but uh, Commander Collection Black. That's January. So, man, there's not a lot. Uh, we finally have a, I mean, I think it's nice at times to have a little reprieve in between some of the. I know, yeah. It's like sets. September, this one just came, or, you know, comes out ninth, and then like a month later, yeah, Brothers War it's comes out. The next. Yeah. So, all right. So, that's all for uh, magic. And we're going to talk a little bit more magic uh, in with the next episode. We're going to split this up again just because uh, we, again, it's Labor Day weekend. Kids are. Uh, literally at Luke's door, I think I heard one in to go to the park. Yep. So, uh, we're going to split up. Uh, we'll talk about magic from boom studios, a new number one announcement. Uh, I've got some other image comics I want to talk about that are coming out, uh, some boom studios and even a dark horse. Uh, if we get to it, uh, depending on the recording time, we'll also talk magic. I think it's 13 and 14 from boom studios. Uh, well, also, and- also the Lord of the Rings, uh, the what is it the power of the rings or five powers or yeah whatever it's called on amazon i i watched the first episode of that yeah so we and i got lots more too for games and tv to talk so that'll be a whole separate episode will be comics uh games uh and tv shows tv slash movies slash whatever so until next time go play some games